we are in Andy's living room. Right yeah, now. we're in Andy's living room. Andy's in the corner playing games. Yeah, and we. On the other side of the room, drinking. Yeah, we're drinking. <laughs> Bro, I'm already tipsy. We're both pretty buzzed right <laughs> yeah. now, like surprisingly. But also, we have a bottle of vodka, which we might touch later. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. If maybe. We, if we feel All right, like maybe. It. I don't really know how to start this. Okay. Unless we just talk about... We just talk whatever. We just talk. How I started every conversation, like right. all the interviews was like, I will ask you, tell the audience like three facts about you, Shine, so they know who you are. Um, um, um. I'll cut the arms. It's okay. Um, <laughs> um, oh, fuck. I don't know. I'm very big on mental health. Yep. I'm very big on, um, like women. I'm all for like free the nipple or like fucking <laughs> decriminalization, decriminalization of all drugs. Yes, I'm, okay. I'm very into legalization of all drugs. Okay. Would that be three is facts? Is that my three facts? I think that is pretty much my personality though. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like drugs, women, mm, dr- uh, and mental health. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mental health. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. good. Okay. So I asked you, what do you want to talk about? Mm. You want to talk about mental health? Mm-hmm. And toxic parenting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my first question first is like because I asked people like our friends what do they want to talk about. Yeah. And some of them were like oh high school or yeah. work life yeah. or social media. Yeah. Why did you want to talk about like mental health? I think mental health has had a lot of effect in my life. Mm-hmm. Like in high school, I was quite like depressed. Yeah. Like no one knows this as well in high school. Like they just saw that I was angsty, but no, I was very depressed in high school. Are you in a position now to understand why? Yeah, for sure. I fucking, I went through therapy. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. In high school, I was in therapy. I kind of worry about like youths, Mm. like, you know, high school kids and stuff. Cause after high school, when I got into like psychology because I was very passionate about mental health because of mm. my mental health problems. Yeah. I didn't want to work with anyone that was young, like teenager years because I was like thinking like, fuck, if I met someone like me, angsty, aggressive, mm. sad as fuck all the time. You did stay clear of them in high yeah, school. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But now at the end of like my schooling career, mm. I realised like youths at that age need the most help, you yeah, know? Yeah. At this point, they're going through so much change. Like they're going through puberty, all that stuff. Relationships, also, yeah, exactly. whatever, yeah. And they're trying to get more more autonomy from their parents as well at this point yeah. and they don't know how to get there and like teenage years is kind of like a transition period between like becoming a child and adult so everything's very new to them Yeah. so like they need a lot of help and a lot of mental health to get through that and like skills that a psychologist or counsellor can teach them to like get more autonomy or like yeah make better decisions and stuff because obviously I need a lot of help in high school like I did not make the right decisions because mm. a lot of teachers in high school like don't have empathy for students I think a lot of them they didn't know how to tackle those problems or like yeah. this student's a troublemaker but also like me and Chi were talking about yesterday a lot of those teachers maybe teaching wasn't their field that they want to get in it was like kind of the backup plan yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and so they come in here they don't have empathy for them but they're just mm. there because it's a backup plan Yeah. like mm. I think about like I fucking hate that bitch I don't know if she should put uh, You know what I don't care if she hears this Cause I <laughs> Like <laughs> Okay Like you honestly, know, Okay if anything I can just beep her name I hate Fucking I fucking I fucking hate her so fucking much <laughs> Fuck her Fucking Bang Fucking I fucking <laughs> Jesus Oh my god No I hate her so much Like she lacked so much empathy Like she In high school She knew I was going through So much shit With my family And she would always Drag me out of class Always drag me out of class And get me detention Suspension Like she threatened to expel me Seven times But she couldn't Because she had no grounds to Like yeah, what yeah. bitch I only glare at you yeah. And I like Talk back to you Like there's no grounds For expulsion there You know She's such a bitch I hate her 
But there was this one day, because I wasn't living at home at this point, right? Like, I've already, like, ran away. And then she called my parents in for a behaviour interview. Oh, shit. Yeah, and then this wasn't... Like, I wasn't living at home. And, um, what's some call it? The whole interview, I would glare at her, because I'm like, I fucking hate this bitch. I can't believe she did this, right? Mm. And then, um... And then my mum would be crying uh, in the meeting room as well. I know, I fucking hate seeing my mum cry. And yeah. my dad would try and tell me to, like, oh, don't glare at her, you know? But I'm like, who the fuck are you? I don't even live with you anymore, yeah. you know? But I was crying too, because I was like, damn, this is emotional. But, but she, she, like, forced her hand. Like, exactly. she, like, forced that situation exactly. on you and your family. Exactly, And then she would always, like, she would be yelling at me in that meeting room as well. She would be like, oh. why, are you, why are you glaring at me? Like, stop glaring at me, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then she, she felt so fucking powerful with some shit then. And then afterwards, I came out, and I was so angry. And I'm like, fucking fuck how, this. How old are you? So, I forgot. Year, 14, 15. So, year 10. Year 9. As soon as we got to this yeah, you know, yeah, Jesus, yeah, okay, exactly. Because right. yeah. I was thinking year eleven shine. No, no, no. Year eleven shine was already better shine. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So year nine, you've already ran away from home. Yeah. You weren't in like the best mental, yeah. mental health state. Yeah. And you you hated already in year nine. Yeah. Okay, go on. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, because remember orientation, we went to some dank place and we did like all these activities and we oh, had like this um, Deacon we went to Deacon yeah, Union yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's it called I was like tying my hair up in the fucking gym mm-hmm. area where mm-hmm. everyone was and I was tying my hair because my hair top was loose and I kept having to tie it trying to get it tighter and tighter yeah. and fucking pulled me back and she's like why do you keep tying your hair and I'm like because my hair tie is loose yeah I had no problem talking back to her yeah. so, uh, and she ha- she did not like that of course. But then why would she tell you off for tying your hair? She thought I was asking for attention from the boys in the back. What? I know. What? And I'm like, bitch, everyone's fugly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you know, we all had our gloves laid on in life, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for everyone at Suzanne listening, this is year nine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, this this was, everyone was ugly year nine. baby. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then I'm like, what the hell? You really think I'm asking for attention? Bitch, my hair tie is just loose. Like, I'm trying to tie it up. And she's like, I can't believe you're talking back to me right now. You know? And then after that, she just have a vendetta against me. And obviously, like, I did not take too well someone telling me what the fuck to do. Mm. Um, so I would always talk back. I would always talk back. I'm like, nah. Nah. Yeah. Nah. You know? And she'd always say, like, oh, if you only talked to me with respect, Ugh. it would fare out for you so much better. And I'm like, bitch, it goes, respect goes two ways. Both ways, yeah. Yeah. But she didn't understand that because she was only out there to bully, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how it all started. Going back to the um, behavior interview with my parents, yeah, yeah, yeah. as soon as that was done, I was so like down, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I went out, I was that. so yeah. angry and I was like, fuck this. Next time she fucking talks to me, I'm gonna fucking kick her head in. You know, I don't care if I get expelled. I'm going to fucking kick her head in. And because Miss Nicholas, oh my God, I love Mr. Nicholas. I love Mr. Nicholas. I hope he gets promotions forever. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> but Mr. Nicholas was always there for me. Like he was the one that got me into counselling, which helped me a lot. And he was all, he would always check up me. And I think at that point when I was, when I told him, I was like, if she fucking talks to me again, I'm going to fucking kick her head in. Like I don't give a fuck if I get expelled. I think he um, saw that, that it was going too far. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think he stepped his foot down. Yeah. And then that was already the end of semester. And so next semester, when I came back, she 180, right? Wait, like is she this just, still year nine? Yeah, year nine. Wow, okay. But yeah, and then she would, um, she 180, she was nice. And then she pulled, she did pull me into office a couple of times. She was like, oh, we had a meeting of all the teachers. Oh, okay. And um, we reckon that we're not going to get you into trouble for things you've done wrong. We're going to praise you for things you've done good. You know? Okay. Which is something that should happen. I know it's a method. It's a good method of teaching, but still, bitch, like, I fucking 
don't talk to me, you know? I know I know what you're trying to do. Yeah, exactly. So she was like trying to be nice to me. And back then I had the mentality of if someone's nice to me, like I'll be nice to them. Like well, I still can't held a grudge. Like even when we had our reunion, you know, the first year after high school, at the, we had a um, reunion at the, at at the, the school. school. Okay, yeah. okay, go on, and she yeah. was like trying to drink with me. I was uh, like, oh fuck, I don't know. My issues are not done with you yet. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever be um, done unless, like, she says sorry or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I was, like, thinking about this. I'm like, damn, like, forgiving someone is so much harder than just, like, holding on to your hate for someone, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, I get yeah. that, yeah. Anyways, um, that's why I've always been very passionate about mental health because of all that in year nine. And, yeah, and it's very therapeutic, actually. Like, learning about psychology, it's like I'm going through, like, self-therapy, yeah. you know? Like, learning uh, which, about... Which, okay, so Shine's doing psychology at La Trobe, right? Yes, okay. I'm doing psychology yeah. at La Trobe. Okay, yeah, fact it's two. My, like, <laughs> fact, fact two. <laughs> yeah, fact two. <laughs> And like, um, as I'm learning about psychology and mm. about like upbringing, how, how much your upbringing affects you, yeah. you know, how much it affects your later life and how much it affects how you approach relationships in the future. Like it's been cathartic yeah. to learn about it and to realize that my problems isn't just because like I'm emotional or crazy, you know, like definitely what I was thinking when I was younger, because I didn't know anything about mental yeah, health. Yeah, we wouldn't know at yeah, all. Exactly. And, that, it, and mental health wasn't as big as it is now, you That's know, like true. right now everyone is doing like, we That's, should normalize it, right? Exactly. Not defending but maybe that's why like all adults just didn't know how to deal with it. You know that's what I mean? That's true. And maybe so, there's people like Still, who knows? Exactly. Like, who, still like now. But I think it's good that now everyone's normalizing mm. mental health. Yeah. And I feel like even if I meet like fucked up people, I don't I don't have like a vendetta against them as I would have when I was younger. I think like, I think because now you understand like why they're here Yeah, now. of course. It's always like someone's problems always stem from their upbringing. And like I feel like the hard job is to raise someone well. actual parenting itself. Exactly. Like you can give birth and then raise someone and you can fuck their life up. But like the job is to raise them well like yeah. that is the hard job i think that's a good segue into like us talking about your upbringing now because oh, my upbringing yeah. yeah because then you know you you mentioned in year nine you're already angsty you're yeah. already like talking back to authorities why do you think that's the case then because oh. is that because of your upbringing oh for sure okay okay All yeah right. okay we can talk about that i think um because well. me being the oldest as well like the oldest oh, child you are too yeah yeah the oldest child is always like um a trial child as the oldest child i think like they um they just take whatever they learned from vietnam but also the fact that my dad is probably very traumatized as well because yeah, he had to run yeah. away. He was a refugee from Vietnam War, right? And his parents, his fa whole family were caught because yeah. like his parents were for like, the government yeah, then, yeah, yeah. right? And obviously like when the communists took over, they just rounded up all the government officials and their families into the jail cell. And that was like my dad and he had to come here by boat. L a lot of our parents. Most of our yeah. parents, right? My yeah. mom came here by plane after. Okay, right, <laughs> but, yeah. but my dad had to come here by boat and um, he doesn't really talk about it much and in therapy like that's what we went through a lot we talked about like my parents upbringing a lot yeah, yeah. and like how that may have affected them and that's why they raised they're raising me the way they, the did. Way they did yeah. yeah and i found that so interesting and i was yeah. like damn like i'm understanding my parents more like i shouldn't just hate them because of how they treat me but i should feel bad for them because they, they probably know, went they through did, so they much didn't know shit. any better they didn't know any better they don't know any better as well yeah. like the only way they knew how to raise me was you know like beatings and yeah. like yelling and stuff like yeah. All that stuff. And um, like I did hate them a lot for it. And like their pressure. Oh, God. Asians' pa parents' pressure mm. to do well in school. Like how they pressure you to do really well in school. Mm. Like that was too much for me. Okay. Yeah. Like um, as soon as I got to Suzanne Corey, like Suzanne Corey was fucking the bane of my life. But yeah. it's still good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. still good. But like, um, first of all, I didn't get into my crop, which they wanted me to get. They were already like hating on me for that. But also like every time I went home, like they'd always be like, okay, 
off to your room, go study now, you know? And I was like, what the fuck, bitch? I want to go out and play with my friends, you know? Like, I can't be fucked studying. I already did enough. And then they wouldn't get that. Like, they, I had to study, like, as soon as I got home until, like, I go to bed. That was, that was like, me when I was a kid as well. Because really? when I was growing up, my parents were like, okay, you need to study. You yeah. Know? You need to do your work. You need yeah. to go to tutoring. You need to do all these, like, extra activities. Yeah. And as a kid, I was like, what what the fuck for? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm already studying at school. Yeah. Why do I need to do extra work at home or whatever? But yeah. then, like, thinking back now, it's so important. Yeah. But then there has to be different ways on how to approach it as well. Yeah. Because if my parents came to me and were like, okay, like, this is the reason why you're doing these yeah. things, then I, I can't speak for fucking six-year-old or eight-year-old Kenny. But, like, yeah. I guess it would be more appreciative. Mm. You know what I mean? No, so. kids are a lot smarter than you take them for. Yeah. Like, like, it's good to let a child understand why you're trying to make them do something. Yeah. You know, like, it gives them a sense of autonomy, choice, you yeah, know? Yeah. And they can, they can see for themselves if it's worth it or not, you know? Yeah, and yeah. usually, most of the time, like, they see that it's worth it because, you know they're getting this information from a trusted adult, you know? Like, usually it's fine, but my parents, the way they did it was like, you can't talk back at all, you know? You do what I say, no questions asked, don't talk back at all. You talk back, it's a hit. Yeah. You know, um, that's a lot of I think that's Asian a lot. families. I think that's a lot of, yeah, I was about to say, that's a lot of Asian families. Yeah. Like, they have a big thing that like, don't talk back. Yeah. Know? Like, my way is the only way. Oh my God, yeah. it's so annoying. Like, I was like thinking about like how, because my parents hate me lecturing them, right? Oh, why well, don't really lecture my dad? Yeah. He's kind of scary. Okay, yeah. No, but I'm getting a lot along with him a lot Are, you, more are now. your parents open to learning though? Like, they're open to, like, because now. Not from me. Because I'm their child. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like they it's want, funny. They want another person around their age teaching them yes. things. It's like disrespectful exactly. in their mind. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. older you are, the more you know. Yeah. It's like how they think about it. Yeah. And like, you always have to respect your elders. You always have to follow your elders' orders and all that stuff. Mm. Like, that's a very big thing in Vietnamese culture. And like, I didn't get it at first. Yeah. I think not a lot of us did. Yeah. I think because like, like you, when I was young, I was like, why are they being so forceful? Yeah. Like, why are they pushing me to do things that yeah. I don't want to do? And it's bad enough that they don't even like let questions asked as well. Yeah. Um, you just have to roll with it yeah. as a kid. So sick of it. And like, it happened for ages. And I remember like the catalyst was when we went to try our uniforms or yeah. something. And then like, I was being a bit picky about my uniform. I'm like, oh, I don't want it too big, don't want you know? This, yeah. Like, because my mom always gets bigger sizes for me even oh, yeah. though I yeah, never grow yeah, like yeah. I don't grow so like, you're gonna go into it like <laughs> yeah. trust me yeah because like, remember... they don't want to buy it twice <laughs> exactly they don't buy it twice. Yeah. like I remember when I was in primary school and she bought me like size 7 shoes and bitch my feet are still size 5 now <laughs> 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 like, she, she was always like you'll grow into it I'm like yeah. no um but yeah, so I was very, so, at, so after that, I learned my lesson, you know, like I'm not going to grow anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. like just get me like the right size uniform, like no longer, no shorter, you know, yeah. all the time. And I was being quite picky. And then my dad, I think he like made a comment or something. I remember he was like, I was in the toilet, I came back and I heard my parents go like, oh, fucking that, that bitch is so fucking annoying. Like so new jing, like yeah, so fucking, yeah. Talks um, too much. so new, so um, like, you know, mm-hmm. and then I was just like, damn, like you hate me. Yeah. <laughs> And that was like the callous point. So after that, I was just like, nah, I'm so sick of them like berating me about studying, them threatening to use violence. Because yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really get hit anymore by that age, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, but it's more just like verbal abuse at that point. Yeah, verbal and emotional abuse yeah, at that point. Yeah. yeah. Like they didn't, they hated me for not getting to my crop and then they hated me for being picky about my uniform yeah. and not studying enough. And I was like, fuck this. Yeah. Um, and I just ran away. 
Yeah. And I stayed in my cousin's house for three months. And this was leading into year nine now. This right? was in year nine okay. already. I think the way that we were raised is mm. going to be completely different compared to how like we'll raise our own kids one day. For you know sure. I mean? it's, like we said before, like our parents didn't know any better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And considering that we're both first child, yeah. it's just they didn't know what they were doing. They were yeah. only raised the way they knew how to exactly. do, raise their kids. Yeah. So in like I remember in therapy, we were talking about it a lot. And like the we'll just talk about like how um, like my parents didn't know any better. They came from a place that was war-stricken, yeah. poverty, yeah. and, like, everyone around them, like, beat their kids, you know? Like, maybe not to extremity that I was beat, but, like, yeah. beat, like, hit their kids, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was normal. And then for me to have grown up in Australia where the standard for raising your kid is to not beat them, you know, beating is illegal, you know, like mm. for that to happen. And then I'm just exposed to two different cultures. Mm-hmm. And obviously I prefer Western culture, how you raise your kids um, over Viet, mm. that it was kind of like, um, I kept asking why they had to do that, the way they did it, you mm. know? And I didn't understand that it was the only way they knew. Plus, you can't talk back. You can't I talk know. back. You can't raise your voice. Oh you can't God. do anything. I know. And it's just, why? Yeah. yeah. I feel like all that pressure that led me to go off on the wrong road, you know, like I ran away from home, started smoking up. Yeah. Um, I started drinking at this age. I drank yeah. so much. Every time I drank, I would drink to blackout. As at 14. At 14, 15. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucked. And I was just smoke up all the time. Yeah. I remember I was dating this guy. He was kind of like a bit of a junkie. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, so me and him we would smoke up like three, four times a week when I was like 14, 15. And then also I had to find a job for myself at like that age as well to like get some money. Yeah. And then also I lived in like Northside, which was so far yeah, from Suzanne. So, so I'd always far. miss class. Yeah. And obviously I was depressed. So I was not motivated to do work at all and I felt like I fell behind so quickly because I was I wasn't dumb you know I got into Suzanne Corey I'm pretty like I should be pretty smart but like I feel like because of that period of my life where I was just so down depressed I was not motivated to do work at all yeah so I just fell back behind really fast and then now I'm just like the dumb friend in (laughs) our group saves there's a reason why we call you Hufflepuff (laughs) there's a reason fuck you (laughs) (laughs) you know I'm proud of you Hufflepuff Hufflepuff are cute <laughs> you know how like like right now obviously we're more aware of mental health right now the culture everywhere is just to normalize it yeah which is so good yeah. i appreciate that so much do you try to tell your parents that or do you try to like educate them in that way you know what i haven't now that i think about it i haven't talked about it with my parents like i haven't really talked about it with them because it's very hard like my vietnamese isn't that great yeah first yep. of all language barriers yeah. As well. yeah like i can't really talk to them about like depression anxiety because I don't have the terms for that. Let's say even if you did. Yeah. Would you? I think it was brought up in conversation. Like if mm. they said something that was a bit strange, that was a bit telling of their anxiety or depression. Yeah. Then I definitely would. Or like if Sang, because Sang's very angsty. I kind of worry for her. Mm. But I have had these talks with Sang though. Yeah. Like if my mom said something telling about Sang's like anxiety or depression or something, yeah. then I would definitely have a talk to her about it. Because I think a lot of Asian parents as well, um, they don't understand mental health. They don't. They think it's crazy. They think it's know? like um, ghosts and yeah, demons exactly. and superstition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they think like it can be solved if, you know, if maybe you buy them something or like... Yeah, or you go to temple yeah, or, or some yeah, like yeah, prayed away. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they don't really understand mental health, and in, even in Vietnam, the last time I came back, and I was like talking to my uncles about it. Yeah. Um, they didn't understand. I they assume. just like no, there's not a big like psychology oh, field in Vietnam okay. even now. Yeah. Okay. Because my parents, well, my mum, she yeah. pretty much lived here. 
yeah. since a young age. Your mum is a lot different. Yeah, I was about to say, because yeah. growing up, my first language or speaking at home is English. Yeah. A lot of our friends, if they come over, instinctively, they would try to speak Viet to my parents. Yeah. My parents would respond in English. Yeah. You know what I mean? Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I speak Viet to your mum and your mum would just speak English. I'm like, yeah. okay, English it is. Yeah, yeah. She's not the type to like Asian superstition of like, yeah. oh yeah, we need to go to the temple to cure this or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But like, if you sit down and talk to my mum, she'll like understand that it's important to just let your feelings out. Because yeah. growing up, my mum, my parents were big on like, oh, if something's gone wrong, just tell us. Like, Aww. yeah, like if, if you... If something's going wrong or something's bothering you, just tell us, you yeah. know? So I think growing up, they had a good grasp on mental health. Mm. But um, I do know that's not all cases. I wonder if your mom has ever, like, talked to someone about, like, her mental health. Because I assume... Because then she pretty much grew up here. Yeah. So then, like, going through the normal high school system, uni system. So she's probably talked to someone down the track or had a good understanding maybe because yeah. even when i was in when, when we were in high school like i didn't really want to tell anyone that i was fucking seeing a counselor oh, that is true yeah because like, back then like it was our own problem like yeah. we had to do with it alone yeah and like even saying that you're seeing a counselor or, like you're going through therapy it's like, would judge you. Damn, like she, yeah she crazy yeah, exactly you exactly know? like there was this big stigma of like oh, if you go and counsel something's wrong with exactly. you exactly yeah, and like I, I really hope that has like i can't I don't know because I'm not a high school student, yeah. but I really hope that it's changed now because yeah. high school students need the most help. Like they have the highest rates of depression and like anxiety rates are really high, like in teen years as well. Like they definitely need help. And I really hope that the stigma against mental health, like seeing a counselor is like gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I remember even when we were in high school, as soon as someone said they're going to counselor, everyone was like, oh, exactly. like something, something's up. That's why I didn't want to tell be, anyone. It'll be, it'll be like, the top gossip of the day. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember. That's why, like, whenever I would be, like, you know, whenever I'd had to go out of class to yeah. go to my counselling session, because I went, like, once a week, I think. Make us some excuse or something. I just flew me out of class as yeah. per usual, you know, because yeah, that yeah. was so normal. And everyone would know. Yeah, <laughs> everyone, everyone would, would understand. be like, yeah, whatever. That's fair, shine, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Damn. You know, sometimes I was like, think, I was thinking about this last night. I'm like, if I ever saw her as an adult again, what would I say? I would just be like. Like right now. I would be like, hey, do you still treat your students like how you treated me in high school? Because mm. you're fucked up. You need to fucking change. That shit is not right. Yeah. And then just give it to her. Yeah. And she act up. I'm an adult now. I can hit her, right? <laughs> can... Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Nah. Maybe. That shit is not right. You know, you've actually come a long way from, uh, remember in year nine or something, you were like, why are people sad for? Oh Just- my God. <laughs> why are people sad for? Just get over it. That is so telling of how much I understood about mental health. Like I did yeah. not get mental health at all. Yeah, because I was a big bully in high school as well. Yeah. Like anyone that... Like Didn't gave me the wrong way. Yeah, yeah like I look. would just be like, get out of my sight, you know? You're like the school bully in year nine. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And so like, I was just like, you know, I was just thinking about their perspective. I'm like, bro, just get stronger. So what changed? Because <laughs> you said year 11 and 12 was the better shine. What changed? Oh my God. Yeah, okay. Um. So this was like, I was back home by year 10. Okay. Um, wait, 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 wait. So you were out of home from year nine? No, I was only out of home... Oh, there's such a, f- you know what? It's a roller coaster actually. So, um, yeah, I was out of home for three months. Okay. And then I only went back home because me, and my cousins, found my long lost cousin. Oh. That because her father passed away when she was younger. Yeah. And her mum also passed away when she was younger. So she, she so she's an orphan. And my parents lost track of her when it, when she went to her mum's side of the family. Got it. Which is in Tasmania. Okay. 
And then my cousin pulled up this old photo of her and she asked my mom, like, who's this? And my mom said, that's your long lost cousin. We're like, we don't know where she is, okay. you know? And then my cousin just typed her name in Facebook because uh-huh. her name's very, like her last name's not Tran, you know, yeah. like my last name is White. And okay. so we just searched up and it was the only, like it was the, only, the only one there. It was the only one. Yeah. And so we messaged her and we're like, oh, I think you might be like our lost cousin, Yeah. you know? Um, do you reckon like that's the case or not? And then she messaged us. She was like, oh my God. Yes, I don't have parents. Yeah. I live with my grandma. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so we found her and then she came to Melbourne to visit us. Yeah. And obviously she, when she came, it was a big, huge event. Yeah, yeah Because yeah. I remember, because my dad was trying to fight custody to take her when she was younger, when my uncle passed away. Yeah. But we lost that battle. And so she had to go to her mum's side, which is in Tasmania. Mm. And we found her. So we kind of had to have a gathering. And like, that's how my, me and my parents reconnected. And then you moved back home. Yeah. And then I went back home after that. And mm. then my parents kind of didn't know how to talk to me. So well, they you just, were away for like yeah, a while. Like, yeah. And they didn't, my dad didn't understand why I was so angry. He didn't understand anything. Like my mum kind of understood. Yeah. But she didn't really. It was kind of like they were like walking on eggshells around me. Like they just did, they just let me do whatever I wanted. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, By that time. And then um, in year 11, I think, I I did a whole turnaround in year 11 because my dad, like the first time he talked to me one on one, you know, just like DNM me. Like he said, you know, there's no use holding on to grudges because he was all into Buddhism at this point, Mm. you know, like he was getting fat. (laughs) So he was trying to go vegan to be Buddhist and then he also tried to be more calm because yeah. before this he was a very angry man okay. you know anything that happened that was distasteful around him like he would yeah. get angry straight away yeah. at this time he was trying to calm himself down with like Buddhism and stuff and it's funny because a lot of psychology there's a lot a lot of fields that kind of stem from Buddhism as well like we've got mindfulness in psychology that stems from like Buddhism being like Zen. He was practicing mindfulness a lot and that a lot during that time. So he was like telling me, oh, there's no use holding a grudge. Like grudges keep you in a cycle of evil. I don't know, yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just keeps karma, you in that- Karma, karma. Karma, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it just keeps you in that loop, you know? Mm. And you got to be a bigger person and break away from that loop. Yeah. And yeah. that touched me so much because this is my dad trying to DNM with me for the first time. So I took that on upon really well. Like I took it all 110%. Mm. And so the next day, like I came into class and I was just like 180 change, bullied no one, approached them nicely. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Which is so strange to them now that I think about it because they were probably like, oh, the fuck like what's she trying to play out now yeah you know because it was such a 180 like it wasn't even subtle like <laughs> okay yeah you just instantly became nice one day exactly yeah after that i remember because my parents are pretty racist my parents were going on about like you know um middle eastern people are like terrorists and all that stuff and, and mm, uh, stereotypes yeah stereotypes and i'm like and i had a full big argument with them about yeah. it and i'm like to my dad I can't believe you fucking talk so much shit and said holding on to grudges, holding on to hate is so bad and puts you in this cycle. But what the fuck are you doing now? Yeah, what's the difference? What's the difference? Like you're only saying that to preach. Mm. You're not acting on it. Mm -hmm. And it pissed me off so bad because I'm like, damn, I took on your words fucking 110% Mm. and you can't even act the way that you're preaching. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Mm. So my relationship with him kind of went down again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. Like our relationship is just on a very thin... You know, thin ice. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like you growing up, your your mood or your behavior was just dependent on how your parent relationship was. 
Yes, and that that was. I why. should be a psychologist. <laughs> I, should, I should be a therapist. <laughs> yeah, you should be a therapist. Yeah, I should be a therapist. Man, look at all these open-ended questions yeah. and reflections. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Because but, um, why? Yeah, exactly. And that is exactly what I learned in fucking psychology: having an abusive parent, yeah. hot and cold tactics. Because yeah. my dad was very hot and cold. Like, um, I remember, like, he would hit you for anything, right? And yeah. you don't know what he's gonna hit you about today. Like, I remember I said, like, Jesus Christ, one day, right? And then my dad thought that was a swear word, so I got beat up for that. And then one day he would beat me up for being like a tomboy. But the next day I'll go outside and act like a tomboy, but he wouldn't beat me up for it, right? So I didn't know what was um. What was right? What was, what right, was and right and wrong? Like yeah. my moral ground, like my like what I knew was right and wrong was very grey. Yeah. Like I didn't know, I didn't know what was allowed and yeah. what wasn't allowed yeah. because he would never enforce the same rule. You yeah. know, it would yeah. always be on and off, mm. and it would always change. Just for him to show some affection like that way, and for me to grab onto it so hard is very telling of an abusive relationship. Yeah. Yeah, so th that's why when I learned about psychology, I'm like, damn, this is actually a thing. Like, what the hell? I can see, like, this is this is what happened to me. This is exactly how I grew up. This is exactly how I act around my parents, mm. you know? Yeah. But luckily, it wasn't the case for in my relationships, mm. I think. Well, with me and Andy, it's not. Yeah. I think me and Andy are very healthy. Yeah. Andy's her boyfriend, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Andy's my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Shut the fuck up <laughs> Shut the fuck up right now <laughs> Oh god But yeah I remember in high school When you guys got together Everyone was like What? Yeah. <laughs> what? I know what? what? I know Because you I guys are like too. Two different opposites You know what I mean That's exactly right Yeah And even our Myers-Briggs test like Myers Briggs isn't that very that good, but yeah. like, yeah, yeah. but it's still fun to do. Yeah, like, I love I, that shit. I, I love quizzes. I, I love quizzes. <laughs> like our personalities are literally the opposite. Okay. Like he's an INTP and I'm an ESF. So every letter is the opposite. Yeah, except for P perspective. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So ESFP. I okay. Yeah. Anyway, so I find that really funny, and we had a lot of different hobbies as well. Yeah. Like I would always go drinking, all that stuff, and he and he just likes the game inside. Like he hasn't met any of my friends that I go party with much. He's met them like twice because yeah. he doesn't like going party. That's fair. At all. But yeah, I remember that in high school because all my previous boyfriends before that were like party, 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 drugs. Yeah. 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 So this is a different like a one eighty altogether. Yeah, this one eighty. Yeah, okay. this one eighty. Yeah. But I guess I was just sick of like, um, like party, fucking, party. <laughs> yeah, those kind of guys that yeah. I just had to go for like, a, you know, a nerd in Suzanne Corey. That's fair. Because everyone's like, what? <laughs> like, how I does remember. that work? Because yeah, everyone knew Andy mm. and everyone knew you and mm. like the two different personalities just didn't match whatsoever. Yeah, I know. You said your parents' relationship, right? How is it now then? My parents' relationship. Oh, like you and your parents. Oh, okay. Because you are hardly at home now. Yeah, that's true. You pretty true. much live with Andy. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And I feel like that has done a lot of good to yeah. my relationship with my parents. Because actually. your mum was like, oh yeah, come home like every now and then, right? Like, yeah. to, like to visit or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like I think that's done a lot of good for my relationship with my parents. Because mm. when I go and come back, it feels like like I'm visiting them and it feels like I can converse with them, ask them how they are, what have they been doing, you mm. know? And it's, I'm just kind of building rapport with them. I think it's done so much good for yeah. our relationship to just be away from them. For both your mum and dad. Yeah, because okay. like, I'm, you know, like I'm fucking already 23. Yeah. And like, I can't have good rapport with my parents if I stayed at home. Mm. Like when I stayed at home, like it's kind of like, 
my dad would walk past me like very awkwardly and I'll sense his presence, but yep. we don't want to talk to each other. Not that we don't want to, but it's just awkward, you know? Like yeah. our relationship is so awkward. Mm. And it's been mostly on my part mm. that I've been trying to talk to them. Cause I don't mm. want, like I was like thinking about it in the recent years. Yeah. What if my parents like pass away and I've never had the chance to talk to them because it's just awkward. Yeah. Like it's so hard to talk to my parents. Um, That's the I'm, thing that I think about as well. It's like, okay, oh, like, you? cause my um my mum I can speak to any time because yeah. English is like our shared language. Yeah. Both my dad. Well, Wait, does your dad only speak Viet? Half half kind of thing. He understands it, but he's not like as much as my mum, right? Oh shit. Yeah. So then there's still that language barrier that does exist there because you know my Viet. It's like piss. it's botched. It's yeah. actually botched. <laughs> yeah. Like to the point where I don't think I'll ever learn it because my accent is just so far into Australian right yeah. now. So it'll be very hard for me to get the pronunciation right. Right. Yeah. But then like I've been thinking recently. Like, what if one day, like, they just aren't here anymore? Yeah. There's so much history and so much stories that I don't know. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm. right now, like, me or our friends, we do a lot of dumb shit. Like, yeah. and there's so many funny stories and just things that they did when they were younger. Mm. What if I don't get the chance to know that? Mm. You know what I mean? And that's, like, something that's kind of sad. It is really sad. Yeah. So then I feel I'm... so bad for you. <laughs> oh, yeah? Because I feel like if you, like, you missed out on the opportunity to learn Viet. Yeah, I know. And I feel like that is kind of, like, you've just forsaken one part of your identity. I know, I know. I'll tell you the story of why I yeah. missed out on Viet in general. Yeah, yeah. Because you know how when, like, let's say, year two, grade one or something. Yeah. A lot of kids would go to Viet school. Uh-huh. Because my parents or my mum in general was like, okay, if you don't want to do something or if you're something's bothering you, just tell mm. me, right? Because yeah. I told you that earlier. And then when I was younger, I was like, oh, I don't like Viet school. Mm. I don't want to go. Because yeah. I, I kind of took advantage of it. I know. Because like, yeah, I don't like this. I yeah. want to do more sport. Yeah. I want to do more activities that I enjoy. Yeah. And because my parents were so understanding in that aspect, uh-huh. they were like, okay, like, you know, we'll, we'll sign up for what you want to do. Yeah. Kind of to my detriment at this point yeah. because my parents don't even speak Viet at home, really. Yeah. So, yeah. That sucks because I yeah. feel like you've just lost touch with, like, your roots now. I know. Like, imagine know. if you could go back to Vietnam. Like, you're just going to be, like... A tourist. I'll be a, a tourist. tourist. Exactly. Tourist. And, like, even with your family, you know, you can't speak to them. Or, like, when you go back to Vietnam, you can't bond with your family there. Like, I feel so bad for that like that's why that's why i'm thinking i'll probably start like once we get a lockdown like one of my goals is mainly to take viet classes like oh really so then i actually can get that back yeah pronunciation probably won't be as good as someone who's like done it as a kid i mean it seems like you're willing to learn yeah that's really good yeah so it's something that i don't want to miss out on yeah when you say you like you don't know viet like it makes me more sad because like i'm so close with my family in vietnam because you know viet because i know viet yeah and also you bond with andy's family as well Exactly, I am bonded with Annie's family, and yeah. when like we went to Vietnam, I was bonding with all his family, and yeah. we were drinking up and everything, yeah. and it's such a good time to like yeah. try and like I just feel like I'm home, you yeah, know, exactly, and like learning, and I'm just drinking up with all these yeah. Viet fellas, yeah. like fucking just sitting on these little stools, like it's just like a good experience, yeah, and you feel like you're bonding. Well, it's part of your culture, exactly, yeah. and you want to be part of it, yeah. yeah, and that is all. It's just like because it's kind of embarrassing, you know, yeah. it's kind of embarrassing. Like, oh yeah, I, I'm sorry, I don't know Viet, yeah, you know, and then. And then whoever you're speaking, they just shut off completely. It's like, okay, yeah. this guy doesn't know Viet. I wouldn't even bother. Oh, you know what I mean? So then like, that's kind of the vibe I get. Yeah. Because I want to be able to have, to vibe with them well. Yeah. And if I can't even speak to them, it's already a bad look in my book. Yeah, you know I guess mean? I get what you mean. So it's just, it's just something I value. Yeah. And it's something that I want to improve on. Yeah. So that's probably what I'll be doing. Yeah. Language barriers are tough. Yeah. So like, especially tough. learning a new language, like, now, it's kind of hard. When my accent is, like, 
stuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want to try to say something Vietnam? I actually. No. Let's say it. Give me, give me a sentence. Um. Simple, please. <laughs> simple. Oh, fuck my my v, my accent is not good either, but. Yeah, but then you your accent will sound more legit than me. I guess by so. far. I feel like when I'm when I'm on holiday in Vietnam, like my accent gets more fob and fob okay. the longer I stay there. Okay, I right, have it. This, all right, can you repeat to me? Yeah. My name is Kenny, and I'll repeat it back to you. Ah, uh, Tên anh là Kenny. Tên anh là Kenny. Tên anh là Kenny. Or Tên anh Kenny. Tên anh Kenny. Tên anh. Tên anh. Kenny. Kenny. Yeah, perfect. Is it? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. It sounds off. Like it just it sounds off compared to how you do. I can just hear it I can hear the difference it's something it, it's probably something that won't go away but it's something that I can improve on yeah for sure yeah yeah so I, yeah yeah I'm lucky that I grew up as a first child in a home with parents that spoke Viet only you know yeah. like I didn't, ha- I didn't necessarily have to go Viet school to learn because you learned Viet. that at home yeah, yeah I learned that at home yeah but to go Viet school and learning how to write and read is a very valuable lesson as well. as well yeah so do you know how to read yeah and write? I do yeah oh, you do yeah Wow, because <laughs> not a lot of not a lot of us do. Uh, I mean, Andy knows how to read. Can he write? No. So so he says. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm to the point where I can understand it. Yeah. But I can't good. respond. Like, I can't I can't yeah. form sentences. Yeah, I think that's a lot. Like, a lot of people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like me too. Like my vocabulary is very restricted to like everyday speech. Yeah. Like if I go out with my family and my family, like my cousins and stuff, and I just talk shit, mm. like fucking we're going out drinking out, and it's like oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, about your, you know? Yeah. Like, that's that's easy shit. Like, that stuff is that, fine. That, you can bond over that. Yeah. You can bond over but that. But DNMing is yeah. a little no. hard. And that's what I miss, you know? Like, I yeah. feel like a lot of families, like, they can have that, like, a stronger family relationship. Yeah. Just being able to just speak to them. You yeah. know what I mean? And then, like, even though I can do that for mum now, because my mum pretty much grew up here. Yeah. But then my dad pretty much has a whole nother set of stories that I don't even know about. Yeah. And I don't want that to, like, you know, for lack of a better term, disappear. Yeah, you know that's I mean? true. Yeah. So, because then ideally, because I think about the future a lot. Yeah. And like, I want to be able to be like, oh, like, hey, kids, guess what your grandpa did? You know what I mean? Oh, like, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, if I can't even get those stories now, then how will I even pass that on? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. Well, for me, my dad, like, it's not about a language barrier. It's just more about like awkwardness. Because, like, my relationship with my dad is not good. Does like, he feel awkward or you feel awkward? Both of us feel awkward. Oh, I see. Like, um, yeah, like, just growing up, me and my dad did not have a good relationship. Mm. Um, cause I'm being not me being the oldest as well. And my sister Anne being like three years younger than me, mm. like my parents would all like, she, Anne would follow me around a lot mm-hmm. when we were younger. So mm. anything I did, she would do, which is so cute. She's, she was so cute. I did so much shit to her. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but like, she just followed me around cause I was like her best friend, you know? And yeah. I love that. And then, but my dad would see it. And mm. like any time that we, we would both get in trouble, mm. he would kind of like how and pinpoint me and bully me in high school my dad did the same at home mm. you know like anytime like um would do something wrong like he would make us two stand there mm. and i would get like we had like these wooden bamboo sticks at mm. home that mm. go onto the windowsill oh uh, do you gotcha, remember that gotcha 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 yeah all of we them, had we had a metal ruler oh metal ruler we had a metal ruler Damn, you guys got beat when you were younger when we were very young very ah. young so like and when i mean very young i mean like before six years old yeah, how fucked is that? Like, imagine beating a fucking five-year-old. Yeah. The but fuck? then, but then, I remember, like, in my mind, it's more like, um, you're the eldest child. Your brothers are look up to you, right? Yes, yes exactly. Yes, yes. So then they're like, you, 
like you're the one who's at fault because whatever you do now, your siblings will copy you. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And then I'm, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> it's like, oh, damn. And then you can't even talk back because then you'll just get even more trouble. Dude. Then, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So I would get hit yeah. on behalf of both of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's not fair. Bro, not I know. Fair I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. So yeah, so Anne would stand there, watch me get beat up. <laughs> bro, and then that would fucking scar her. Yeah, she would yeah, be like, yeah. fuck, I can't do that. Yeah. Look at what's happening to Shine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And like all of those wooden sticks in the house were broken on me. Oh god. Except for the last one I hid underneath my bed and I hid there. I hid it there <laughs> for like fucking years and I years. Used to do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I used to hide the middle ruler. So therefore my water is like, where's the ruler? I exactly. Can't find the ruler. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Oh fuck. I wanna talk about how she <laughs> When her parents would make her go down to the garage and get her own whooping stick. And then come you, back you, up <laughs> and then give them the stick to whoop her with it. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. That's just another layer. Yeah. A layer of like... Parenting, <laughs> Asian parenting. Yeah. How oh fucked up God. is it? Oh my God. Like, a bitch, I would not fucking walk down and get my own whooping stick. I would yeah. walk down and walk out straight away. Yeah. I like, just go out. They just don't even just, get it. Just like, don't get it. <laughs> Keep on walking. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. God. That's so funny. I wish she told me that. I couldn't help but fucking burst out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> That's much. Well, like I said, like the way we raise our kids would be totally different. For It'll be sure. 100% different. Like, just to let you know now, like, uh, harsh parenting or overprotective parenting mm. brings out a lot of behavioural problems in the child. Were your parents overprotective? No, no. My parents were the harsh discipline. Ah, oh, so yeah, one it's or the a, other. One or the other. Yeah, or My both. parents were overprotective. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, I think your parents... Uh, well, uh, I can't speak, but I feel like your parents were just, like, the right amount of supportive. A mix of both. A mix expl- of both? I'll try to explain it. Yeah. So... Growing up, my parents were big on family values. Right. So then they would always like just drill into my mind, you know, this is what's right and wrong. Right. This is like the best way to act in these scenarios or like this is, it was pretty much teaching me my moral code from a very early age. That's very good. Yeah. So (laughs) then, so then it got pretty much like etched into my mind. Uh By the time I got to like year eight or gone to Suzanne, they Mm -hmm. were like, okay, you can do whatever you want now. Right. And then they moved, they focused their attention onto my brother. Yeah. And they do the exact same thing. Yeah. Then they moved their attention to my sister. Yeah. So then growing up, they were pretty protective in the way of like, okay, like, oh, you're going out, make sure, you know, you don't cause any trouble or because even if you do, like don't join in the fight, walk away. Right. right, and I remember because <laughs> I remember Andy. It's like um, when we were growing up, like I was going to this party, right, and it's right. like maybe year seventy or eight. Oh shit! And damn. then and then and then um my my parents are like, oh, is Andy Chow going? And I'm like, oh, he's not going. And he, and my dad's like, okay, good because he talks too much. <laughs> 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 because you know, because then my parents are thinking, okay, if someone talks too much, they're more likely to get hit because you know they're, they're oh, smart. Oh, because they're fucking they're, annoying. They're like they're like smart ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like my parents. That's so that's so funny because Andy is a fucking. Big Smart yeah, ass. exactly. So my parents, <laughs> but I think. Okay. Shut the fuck up, Andy. You had so many behavioural problems when you were younger. Andy, Andy has so many behavioural problems when he was younger. Learning psychology now, I can see it. Your parents are spot on. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Growing up, they were just overprotective in that way. Right. But then they, I think they trusted me enough to like make my own decisions when I was older. Yeah. And because they're like etched in the moral code from a very young age. Yeah. It's just like stuck with me now. That's so good. So now it's like they don't even need to coming over to whoever's house now, going to a party. It's like okay, yeah, just 
whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's good. Just whatever, yeah. That's my parents. Yeah. I think what I mean by like overprotective is like that you're not allowed to do anything. Uh, you're pretty much like stuck at home. Yeah. Can't do anything. Because they're just afraid that something's going to happen to you happen, or, yeah. you know, or they have a tracking device on your phone. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you go out, you always have to be on call with them. They, they call you every half an hour. You have to pick up. Uh, no, kind of like that. I, yeah. but I, I guess there is like a spectrum. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And if it leans towards more of that extreme side of like putting a track on your phone, yeah. calling you half every half an hour is what causes children to have behavioral problems when they grow yeah. up. Yeah. Because I remember this one time when I was like, um, of course, when we were teenagers, we know how to push our parents' buttons. Like, yeah. And I remember this one time I took like kind of advantage of it. Right. Like, and this was like early teens. Yeah. So I would stay out late or whatever. I think there's a lot of teens. Yeah. yeah. And then I remember like this one time I got home yeah. and my mom, like my mom was waiting for me and I was like, oh, fucking and I, was, really? I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> like, here Damn. We go. Yeah. And then, and then my mom, like, she didn't yell at me. She right. was just more about like, okay, it's very dangerous, especially for someone your age to be out this late. Yeah. I'm just looking out for you. Yeah. But just know like your dad was worried. Yeah. I felt so bad after because, because <gasps> oh. then, even though like he's my dad, but then our communication because the language barrier wasn't that strong. Mm. Like my dad thinks a lot, yeah. and then <laughs> okay. and then he's just like, um, if I'm not home, then he worries about where I'm at, or yeah. if I'm like doing something that I'm that's reckless or whatever. Yeah. And then I don't know. It's just the fact that my parents sat me down and talked to me. Yeah. I think that's like a very good thing to do. Yes. Like, have open communication. That is definitely so good. Like it shows as well, especially in your academic career. Mm. You know. Like you were pushed enough to do well, but you weren't suffocated yeah, to yeah, go exactly. off the wrong path. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And like, I I do compare myself to you sometimes. I'm oh, just like, damn. Yeah. Like if I did, if that didn't happen to me in high school, maybe I would have done a bit better. Mm, you mm, know? Yeah. Cause mm. I had a shit. Well, upbringing is everything. Upbringing is everything. Yeah. yeah. And a trauma can last for ages. Like mm. even our parents, like I feel like maybe they need some ther- therapy. The first step to having successful therapy is to be self-aware yeah. of your own problems. Exactly. But therapy can help you with that. Cause yeah. I was not self-aware when I was younger. Oh yeah. 100%, and therapy yeah. really helped me be more self-aware because when we're kids as soon as we're told something by an authority figure we're like what the fuck do they know? they don't know me yeah they know my name not my story save 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 like if you don't have a good relationship with authority figures mm. when authority figures do tell you something even if it might be good advice you're mm. going to try and resist it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that was the case. I think that's a lot a case of a lot of people. Mm. Like when people are trying to tell you advice, but you're not willing to change it. Yeah. Like you are most likely going to resist it. And yeah. someone telling you that advice mm. will make you even resist the notion of changing yeah. even more so. Exactly. And that is like something I'm learning in psychology at the moment as well mm-hmm. through motivational interviewing. Mm-hmm. So like, so what we're trying to learn is like to try and motivate them to find like intrinsic motivation to change themselves. Yeah. You yeah. know, and we don't ever tell them what to do and what they shouldn't do, mm-hmm. but we kind of guide the conversation along. Yeah. To yeah. for them to work out their own reasons for changing. Yeah. Isn't you know? that isn't that a rule in therapy? Like you don't like straight away advise someone it, it or like depends. you like lead them somewhere, yeah. right? I think uh motivation interviewing can be used in a lot of settings. Okay. Um, but like if you're going into therapy to like to get over a fear yeah, maybe yeah. like it would be better to probably go through a structure like yeah. like cognitive behavior therapy you know go through some structure i see that like in therapy they always put it back on 
whoever's yeah. the, the the client or whatever. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good rule of thumb. Is that the term? Is that the same? Like it can be for today. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think that's a good. Is I think it's a good approach. Okay. Yeah. yeah. To therapy at all. Like, yeah. Yeah. If you think about it, like when someone tells you to do something. Well, for me, I know for me, mm. like, well, fucking, you know, when, like, Andy or, like, Chi or something tells me to, like, study more, you know, like, you're doing so bad in uni, you have to study more, study more, you mm. know, like, mm. don't you ever think about studying more to do better in uni? And I'm just thinking, like, that doesn't motivate me to change. Does it just annoy you? I think it, like, sparks up my ego. Okay. To be like, no, I don't need your advice, you know? But no, the, like, yeah. if I want to change, I'll change myself. I don't need you to tell me. Does it make you want to prove them wrong? No, it doesn't. I just don't want to give in, you know? So you're stubborn. I think that that is, like, my problem. And I see that. Sometimes I see it during the time I'm telling them. Yeah. It's very hard. It's like a tug of war, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, do I just admit it or do I keep on fighting? Because yeah. that's how I am, you know? Like, I'm mm. fucking feisty. But in the long run, like, because... But because I'm learning psychology, I'm a very aware that it's my ego I play and that it's me trying to resist someone else trying to change me yeah, or like authority yeah. let's just say mm. like that's just my need to do that yep. and that is the case of a lot of people yep. and the only way to change it is to you know like motivational interviewing like kind of ease your way into it and mm-hmm. kind of get them to think up of their own reasons that they yep. want to change and why they think it would benefit themselves not someone else telling them that this is how it's going to benefit you mm. but for them to like understand that mm. and try change because of what they want to do. Yeah. You yeah. know? Because mm. when someone else tells me, it's like, oh, they want me to be like this. Mm. But it's not something that I'm really feeling right now. Yeah. 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 Okay. Let's say a friend of yours is dealing with something like mental health issues. Right. Dealing with their own personal stuff. Yeah. Growing up, I did not know how to help someone that way. Yeah. Like, personally, when, you can pour yourself a drink, by the way. Yeah. That's fine. Because <laughs> yeah, I no, see, I'm just, like, like Shine sh- 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 just opened up the lid of the wine and I started talking and she was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah she didn't <laughs> even pour her drink. Like, I did not know how to help someone yeah because there's a lot of people yeah we're both extroverted yeah and we both have our own ways of how we want to be helped yeah when i was younger i was stubborn enough to assume that's how everyone else wanted to you know (laughs) like this is what helped me i can do the same thing for someone else and they'll feel the exact same way yeah what would you say is like the best way to approach like your um, friends or whatever someone you know if it was immediate like if Mm. someone in the group was telling me something's happening like something's happening like they feel really sad and stuff Mm. it would be a good idea you know to drive to them and just get them out of the house have a little walk, you know, fresh air. Like the wet, when it's like nice weather. Like nice weather actually has a lot. For me and I assume for a lot of people, I guess, mm. just walking outside, taking mm. a breather. Like they'll feel a bit better. They're not in their room, like wallowing their feelings and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a psychologist. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just passionate about mental health. Yeah. I want to work in the mental health field, but I'm not someone to deal with like depression. Yeah, I know that I should be there to support them, mm. tell them that like, I love them and that they're worthy and that we should go outside and have a walk and they can tell me all their problems and I'll be all for it to listen, yeah. you know? Because that's what I've learned as well. It's like, it's enough to just be there. Yeah, You don't exactly. have to be the person who like fixes their problems. Yeah. I think it depends on how, how depressed they are as well. Yeah, like, definitely. are they mildly or definitely. like they're severely, you know? Like, if definitely they need to see someone. But you can't push them to. Just tell them, you know, out of my care for you, I think you would really appreciate 
yeah. I think you'll do really well in therapy. Yeah. Like, would you ever give it a try? And we'll see how, how it goes from there. Mm, you know, mm. like maybe just saying that, let them even think about going yeah. to therapy, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's a starting point. Like, yeah. I think that that is the right way to because go. Because at the end of the day, like, whatever they're dealing with, you won't have a full understanding you of what's yeah, exactly. going on because yeah. you're not them. You yeah. know what I mean? Let's just say me in high school, I was depressed because of my family problems. Imagine if someone came up to me and they're trying to fix my, my problems. Like, why don't you just talk to your dad? Yeah. And like... They don't know what's going I'll on. I'll just be like, what the fuck, bitch? Yeah, like, exactly. So much I can say. Mm. The, there's so many reasons why I can't talk to him. It's very hard. Like, yeah. you fucking... It's easier than... It's easier than it look. I mean, it's harder than it looks, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I would just recommend being supportive, mm-hmm. being there, um, listening to their problems, mm-hmm. being empathetic, and then leading them to a therapist. That could help them more, you know? Okay. To finish things off, where do you want to go psychology-wise? Because you're doing bachelor psychology mm. and you're obviously passionate about mental health yeah. and the whole research behind it and everything. Yeah. Where Because I genuinely don't know like where you want to go. I don't know either. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. I literally don't know. Like, because I think it's something you should pursue. Because yeah, it's something it's something that you grew up with. Yeah. It's something you're passionate about. Yeah. And I think it's something that you genuinely want to help people yeah. with. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like what what do you want to do, Sean? I was thinking, like, I'm like now that I finished exams, I'm gonna be applying to a lot more jobs. Yeah. I've been looking at like jobs for like women that have gone through like domestic violence or like sexual assault or whatever and they need therapy. Like working there as like an intake worker or like or do I wanna take the addiction route and yeah. like help people overcome their addictions mm. and stuff Because psychology itself is pretty broad. It's so Just, broad. Yeah. Or I can work with like fucking teenagers in high school and become a counsellor there. Mm. Or like maybe work with refugees. Because, you know, I have a refugee background. Like I-, I love that. Like I would love to work with refugees. I would love to work with teenagers. I would love to work with women. I would love to work with addiction. Like those are all my passions and I literally don't know where to go. I'm just going to apply to everything and see what I get. And see what you like. Yeah, and then mm. I'm just going to try everything. Yeah, I just want to try everything and then mm. see what I like. Or I can even work with like children, like social working. Mm. I can work there as well. Because yeah. like we said, upbringing is everything. And if you can yeah. like assist someone's life in that way, exactly. then it could be a huge impact. Exactly. You know? And having a, a, like a nice, empathetic adult in your life yeah. to guide you and help you during that time in your life mm. is everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what? What? I think, I think we should end... With a shot. (laughs) We should definitely end with a shot. All right, yeah, done. Because, you know, know, we had a good talk. We should should have a shot. All right. Okay. Do you want to go chaser first? Yeah, okay. All right, I'll go first. Okay. All right, you want to hold this? Oh no, we'll do it together. But like, you go, you, you can use the chaser first. Oh, you want to go together? Yeah, we'll do it but together. But you're gonna have the taste of vodka That's on your okay. mouth for it's longer. A, it's only a few seconds. It's okay. And this is also um, happy birthday, Shine. <laughs> oh, was, thanks. It was Shine's birthday last week. So yeah, thanks. Birthday. Cheers. All right, all right, all right. <coughs> oh my god. Oh, that's not bad. Vodka's not as good as I remember. Oh, uh, no, it's not good. I prefer wine. Uh, okay, well. Okay, and also, do you have a song recommendation? Like, what's a song you're listening to right oh, now? Oh, fuck. But no, I've been vibing to fucking the album by Blackpink. I fucking love it. Okay, is there a specific song you like by I Blackpink? like Savage. You like Savage? Yeah, fuck yeah. Okay. Fuck, I love them. Any advice or anything you want to just end the podcast with? A message to the listeners? If you're having a hard time in your life, therapy is very good. AJ said the exact same thing. Really? I asked AJ, like, do you have a message to the listeners? And he's like, everyone's fucked up in there- one way or another exactly. it's you good don't to have, go to therapy yeah. you don't have to be clinically depressed anyone would benefit from therapy yeah yeah okay thank you so much no right? worries brother thank you
Yeah, we some bitches you can manage, but we all 